Welcome to New Day Podcast, a ministry of Redeemer Church of Madison. Join me, Pastor Gabe, for a weekly podcast devoted to discussions around church, theology, and practical issues we all face. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Christmas time. Yes, it is. Feliz Navidad. Well, so so Bree turned to me yesterday during church and said, "What does Noel mean?" And I had no idea. What does Noel mean? It's the end of an advent. That's the definition I know. I don't. I don't know what that means. Fair point. Fair point. So an advent is the waiting upon the arrival of a important person or thing uh, or occasion. So Noel is the arrival. Is the celebration of the arrival of an important person or thing. Okay. So when we sing Noel, we're saying, we ain't waiting no more. It happened. He's here. It happened. Hmm. So in the same way of someone comes to the front door at Thanksgiving and you yell out, you're here. It would technically be appropriate to yell out, Noel. Most of the time when I get to Thanksgiving, they go, oh, (laughs) he's here. And there he is. Cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I did not know that. Yeah, I just Googled it. A term signifying the holiday season comes from the Latin verb nasi, which means to be born. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the birth of Jesus is, Jesus is called natalis. A variation of the word nail made its way into Old French as a reference to Christmas season and later into the Middle English Noel. There you go. Fun fact for you. Fun fact. <clears throat> Anyways, it's Christmas season. But here's here's the $10,000 question to get us started. Well, first off, who do we have in the studio? <laughs> we just jumped right into it. We just jumped in. With yeah. both feet. And so we, we're obviously Chris and Xander. Hey, hey. In, an, in a new studio. Yes. Oh, so exciting. So, Z, why don't you fill us in on where we are? So, we are in a... Very austere location. Truly, yes, truly like upscale. It's ritzy. Uh, The Carlton called us and we said, not available. Mm. Um, No, it's the the room that is also used for our finances and some record keeping and uh, minor levels of storage. So Mm -hmm. when you have a smaller building that's busting at the seam with children, um, with youth and with adults, what a good problem to have. You got to get resourceful. Um, So we're finding ways to use spaces in multiple ways. Mm. Um, it also has a very beautiful wooden backdrop. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to start using that as a backdrop for videos and things of that nature for social media to help get the community involved with who we are and what we do. Yeah. That's, that's an exciting awesome. thing. Yep. So news st- and the most exciting thing is we can leave our stuff set up. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what joy. The so week yeah, in, mean, week it's, out. It's almost like when you're um, in that church plant and mm-hmm. you're in a temporary location. Yeah. And you got to set up, tear down every, every week. week. Yeah. So that's what Xander's been doing for us for podcast is set up, tear down, set up, tear down, set oh, up, tear to down. To not do that again. <laughs> yeah. What today when we finish. We just walk out the just door. Just go home. So great. Yeah. So yeah, fun fact, the church I pastored before here, we were portable for eight years. They're still portable to this day. So I vividly remember my first Sunday preaching here and like, oh, I just get to go home. Like, there's, there's no more work to be done. When I said amen at the end of the service, 
That was it. It is finished. It is finished. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bizarre. So Christmas Christmas time is here. Uh, I kind of alluded to in my sermon yesterday. It's just it's just busy. Yeah. I'm just not feeling the the Christmas mood this year. How about y'all? More than I ever anticipated. And if you, you go are. back just a few episodes, it was not there. Yeah. Um, part of it's being married and just wanting to love what my life, what my life, what my wife, and wrote. your life. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty synonymous. Yeah. Um, I mean, she just it's it's a joy to turn on the Christmas tree in the morning without telling her that I'm going to, and to see her face just light up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. it's it's making me sentimental. But so you turn your Christmas tree off. We ain't got that kind of leave your lights on all night kind of money. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, well, ours, ours never go off. I'm I'm just convinced we got that he's going to turn into we have, like, we have a, a little We have a little bit of a battle at our house about the lights. Uh-oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, I think the Christmas tree should never turn off. Once you, you plug it up, yep. it should stay on until February when you take it down. Breach, sister. Because the light never goes out. Oof. What what message are we sending to the exactly. gospel? Exactly. Got that Hanukkah Eddie message. Eddie Kennedy, are you listening? <laughs> Wait, don't pit me up against Eddie right now. So Eddie says every night, turn it off. He says, turn it off. Well, for one thing, he doesn't like any light coming into the bedroom when he is sleeping. Mm. Of any form. Because he's a pretty light sleeper. Mm, pretty light. So when y'all go to bed, the entire house is dark. If he has his way about it, yes. Yeah. You don't you don't mind a few lights on. I like to have a lamp on somewhere, not in the not not in the room you are sleeping in, but in the house. I like to have a little bit of light somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when it, when the Christmas tree's up, it should always be on. Always. Uh, if I'll, you wake up in the night, you should be able to enjoy the tree. Or if you wake up, okay. So let's 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 go away from Christmas for a second. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't want to have a fear of running into the wall just trying to go. Tinkle, right? Agreed. My wife it sounds like a fair point. I don't. I, don't th- I think Bree and Eddie would be on the same page. It's like, no, you'll, you'll find your way there, you'll but it should be blocked. Eddie's like, how many years you lived in this house? You know where the doors are, but not two in the morning when you don't even know what <laughs> year it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I like light, but I could sleep. I mean, in with these lights on, I could sleep yeah. right here. Like it, it does not phase yeah. me a bit. So. Even if you have something that has a chart, that's a charger, and it has a little light on to let you know that it's on, it, he has to cover that up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I dig it. All right, so you're in the Christmas spirit. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Chris, you still struggling a little bit? Um, you feeling it? No, I think I'm in the Christmas spirit. I have not. I have not completely decorated yet. Mm-hmm. My tree is up. My lights are on. There are no ornaments on the tree. Mm. It is just lights, which, I mean, I kind of like. Yeah, simple. Simple. Austere, is that your yeah. word? <laughs> that is the word of the day. Um, there are no presents under the tree currently. Mm. So, I'm a little bit behind on a few of my Christmas activities, but I do feel like I'm in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, have y'all figured out what you're going to buy your spouse yet? Yes. No. That did, that did not sound... Uh, he wasn't 100% sure. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, we're, we're newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Still trying to figure out what life looks like. Um, 
And you really figured that out yet? <laughs> oh, we've solved marriage. We're just trying to figure out holidays. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only your first Christmas together. <laughs> yeah, it's super easy. Um, so we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how we're going to do family because mm-hmm. that can sometimes be the harder part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got to presents, looking at like just what do we value, what do we not value? Um, we currently land on trips would be more valuable because she really likes to travel. Um, and I hate things that I don't need or specifically desire. Um, cause I'm a pack rat, so I will never get rid of it. So if you give me something that is like, okay, I'll never get rid of that coffee cup hmm. and it irks me and I will hate that coffee cup every time I see it, but I'm convinced the moment I throw it away, I will need that coffee cup. So I just don't want clutter. So we settled on trips, but we don't really have a, well, I guess we do have a trip planned, but it's like a wedding trip. So it's not for us. We're just going to participate in a wedding and then come back. Hmm. So that's why I shakily say, yes, Ish. It, train tickets to the thing that we already said that we're going to. Yeah. Train tickets are fun. Oh, I love the train. 13 hours to New Orleans. 13 hours back. Hmm. Which gives us enough time to watch all of the Lord of the Rings extended editions on the way there and all of the extended edition Hobbits on the way back. Hmm. What a joy. She's so excited. Wow. <laughs> so Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping right over that. That's a fair point. Uh, so, so Christmas spending. I mentioned this yesterday in my ser- my sermon. Uh, according to uh, this website, um, you have the National Retail Federation. I don't even know what that is. The average American plans to spend eight hundred twenty six dollars in twenty twenty two on Christmas gifts, food, and decorations. $826. That seems low. They don't have nine grandchildren. Yeah, I mean that 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 ain't that ain't very possible. 826. Shows where I'm at. I was like, "Ooh, that's in the sky." <laughs> I, I wish. Good gracious. Per child. Let's see what it says per child. I mean, just stocking stuffers alone. 35% of parents plan to spend 50 to 150 dollars per kid. I just thought, I'm not believing these these statistics I'm finding because I don't I don't think many people are only spending fifty dollars per kid for Christmas. But if that's the new norm, y'all tell me because I'm in. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm but, for but it. That is average, right? That is that is average. Yeah. I mean, there are some parents who don't want to spend anything, so I would be one of those. Gift gift. Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw it. You you got thrown under the bus last year for saying you don't like Christmas. I'm, True. I'm just not a gift person. I'm not either. Honestly. I don't really I don't, like. I'm not a good gift giver. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like receiving a lot of gifts because I feel guilty. Like I don't. And maybe it's a self worth thing. I don't feel like I deserve anything. So you give me a gift, I feel guilty. I'm not a good good gift giver. Like I'm. I'm a gift card guy because you buy what you want. Like I'm going to help you. You get it. But like I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't think I know better than you know what you want. So here's a gift card. Here's some cash. Go get it. Like that's that's a good gift to me. But yeah. my wife's like, that's a horrible gift. I just don't like. Let's just go hang out. That's yeah. what I would rather do. I'm a quality time guy. Mm-hmm. So the a whole season built around gifts to and fro. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah. Like like my dad when I were talking about 
like there's a it's called Edouard Valley skeet shooting up by our my his our house up by his house my old house and like that was one of my favorite Christmases that was our gift was we just went and shot a couple rounds of skeet and it was great you know uh but you can't open that like there's no and that's where my mom gets tripped up it's like no you have to have something to open under the tree and I see I see both sides of it but I'm just not a I'm not a gift person anyways there's there's that that's for free you can do that what you want. I'm not buying Brie anything for Christmas. We've already established that. We just bought her a new car, new used car, new to us. So I said, you're welcome. Merry Christmas. I'll put a bow on it Christmas morning, but that's it. <laughs> we are we are spit out in the Dodd household. So no Well, gifts. it doesn't have to be. You could still give her a gift. It just could be something that doesn't cost money. Me? Well, I mean. I'll, I'll put some uh, birch bees on these lips. We'll be ready to go, cuz. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. That we we always have that like no gifts this year, and then and then we both secretly get yes. gifts. Yeah. So bring no gifts this year. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. So we're, I I think it's just uh, for me. Here's the combination. Um, incredibly busy. I mean, we are so busy, and then two, it's not cold. Like I, I can't I can't be in the Christmas spirit. Like people in like Frank and Helen, South Florida. I don't know how you ever get in the Christmas spirit yeah. when it's still eighty degrees. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I needed to be good cold, mm-hmm. a good snow. Like, I then, mean, this morning I was listening to "May All Your Christmases Be White." Hmm. See, I mean, it would be that'd be perfect. Yeah, white Christmas. Let's do it. Let's start praying. Okay, Lord, we believe. <laughs> but the the fun part of. I mean, yes, we can talk jovial. I need to. I need to get caught up on some Christmas movies. But the reality is, Christmas has nothing to do with Christmas spirit and right. gifts, and that's why we're we're going through the Advent series together. And um, here at, at Redeemer on Sundays, and our family groups are going through it. Um, we've given family groups a couple of different options, going through the the John Piper Ocum Emmanuel um, devotional to go through Isaiah nine six, which is really our focal point on Sundays. Or also just through the faith, hope, love, nope, love, joy, peace, hope, um, different tenets. Faith didn't make it in there uh, of Advent. So um, f- for us, let's let's throw the. Well, I don't know if we talked about this last like Christmas spirit question uh, today. If I said tonight you have to go home and watch a Christmas movie, what are you watching? What you watching, Miss Chris? What What am I watching today? Like you, ha- if you had to pick today, if I said work is over, with one condition, you got to go home and watch a Christmas movie. I mean, my always what I want to watch is It's a Wonderful Life, but I really like to watch that Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Hmm. See, Christmas Day, even oh, Christmas Eve, Christmas stories story. going nonstop. Yeah. TBS. I know. <laughs> like, I do like that. Not the DVD too. copy. Oh, no. The DBS. I need them version. commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do like to watch the old Grinch. Which one's the, the old one? The cartoon one. Uh, the old, the old, old the, one. Yeah. Uh, the original. Original. Um, yeah, I, I would agree I would with probably, that. If it was today, I had to watch one, it'd probably be that. The Grinch? Yeah. So I, th- I think I might go It's a Wonderful Life. Or Christmas Vacation. I've already watched it once but or twice. <laughs> but I could watch it about a thousand times. What? what about you? Today you got to go home and watch Christmas movie. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one it is. It's one of the claymations. It's the one with the dentist. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> that or no, he's an elf who wanted to be a dentist. Yeah, I know yes. what you're talking about. Is that the Rudolph? Rudolph. It is Rudolph. We had the VHS that had all three of them lined back to back. It's Rudolph. All right, that's what I'm going home to watch. But all the claymations. Yeah, so. I love what's, those too. What's the claymation one? It drives me crazy. I really don't like it. When the snowman's like, "Happy birthday, Frosty." Is it Frosty? And he, and he when he comes to life, he always says, "Happy yes, birthday." Frosty. Yeah. Why does he say happy birthday? Because it's Jesus's birthday, bro. You don't know about no Jesus. <laughs> he is he's a base snowman. I don't I don't like that I one. I think it's because that's the day he was made. It's because it's all creation birth. declares his glory. So he's telling himself happy birthday. Yeah. So we're watching a narcissist on display. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what every baby screams at first? They just don't know the English language to tell us. Is that what they're screaming? <laughs> that's what they're all screaming. I thought they were screaming, <laughs> I'll murder you. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, so so going back to Actual Bible conversations. We can get away from okay, yes. the, the celebration of um, the winter solstice and get to Christmas. Um, for, for you guys, what has been, uh, I mean, talking sermon, talking Advent, uh, what, what are some of the big takeaways already of in this Christmas season where we need to slow down, where we need to focus? Uh, we've covered the last two weeks um, going through Isaiah 9-6. We're looking at the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah, and then how Christ fulfilled it, and then even more so, what does it look like when he comes again? So two weeks ago, Wonderful Counselor. Uh, this week we covered Mighty God. Uh, two weeks ago, um, Patty and uh, Jeff covered Hope last week, or yesterday really. Um, Keith and Wanda covered Love. So between sermon, between devotionals, the Advent lighting of the candles, where are y'all starting to see the Lord just kind of pulling you or directing you in a certain way or path? Does that make sense? It does make sense. Miss Chris, would you like to yes. go first? They're all pausing because I'm pausing. I'm throwing that this was not in the in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have this in my handbook. Um, and honestly, we had no show notes today. Oh, it's Zero. the best. Zero. New studio doesn't need it. Um, I think I can answer. Because uh, Mariah and I are also doing an Advent um, at home because you can't get enough Advent. No. Um, I think that's probably why this Christmas season is hitting a little more because um, it's saturated Super in theology. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the superficial doesn't bother me as much when it's constantly buttressed against truth. Uh, so I would say Prince of Peace is which we haven't gotten to yet, mm-hmm. um, but. I'm doing a doctorate in counseling. So wonderful counselor, I'm going to say, is well-trod ground. Uh, that does not mean I fully understand it or um, have ceased my appreciation thereof. But in the season, um, Mighty God is typically, as a just minister in general, you think about the fact that God is mighty pretty much all the time or the fact that he is our Father. Those are things that we talk about a lot, especially as we as a church went through Ephesians and maybe think about who he is paternally to us all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Prince of Peace, the fact that when he arrived, uh, we're not British in a host of ways um, in our culture. Like, we don't have a framework for, like, hey, a prince is born. Mm. Um, but really contemplating and thinking about what that means, like what the word prince means, that dignity. Um, and just thinking about how much dignity Christ had to forego. Mm-hmm. To go from in heaven to a naked baby screaming 
And then you add manger on top of that. Then you add surrounded by sinners on top of that. Like the glory of the angels that we're seeing, the fact that he was here, is not all of the armies of heaven. It doesn't have all the glory that heaven has. So Prince of Peace is really where my attention's been drawn to. Mm. Yeah, I think mine has been on um, hope. Mm. I have been around a, a good many people during this Christmas season who are going through some very difficult times mm-hmm. in their life. And um, because of some of the things you've been working on for school, kind of piqued my interest a little bit earlier in lament. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've I've been doing a little a little bit of study in that area and then walking with people through some difficult times in their lives, um, dif- difficult circumstances and that kind of thing has made me really think about hope. And one of the quotes that I read just in the last week or so was, um, the star of hope shines brightest when the sky is the darkest. Mm. And that has really resonated with me over these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So so can we tease this out a little bit? We can try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for you, and, and they were both, both great, and I'll come back to the in a second, but um, lament. Yes. So I, I want to I get back to Christmas, but mm-hmm. um, I know we've talked, had some conversations, but, but why lament? And as you're working through a book, uh, yes. you can talk about the book if you want to, but, but yeah, why, why was that even a curiosity for you to dive into? I really don't even know. Hmm. I, I really I don't have an answer for that. You just have mentioned it um, as some of your coursework and mm-hmm. things that that you're working through. And I thought about well, I never really, I never really considered what it meant, what lament even means. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've got the whole book of Lamentations that we. <laughs> There's a whole. Book I mean, dedicated. I should that should have been one of the things yeah. that I was like, oh yeah, you know. Well, and even I could argue most of Ecclesiastes is. It is lament. The book also. of lament, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I, I just began to think about that and hmm. doing a little bit of study and how to lament well mm-hmm. and 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 not staying in that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, all of us have been through, at some point in our lives, we've been through difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. We've been through... Um, I don't know. Even with even within church, we've been mm-hmm. through things that, looking back, we we have we have to go through grieving processes. We mm-hmm. have to go through periods of lament mm-hmm. and um, even questioning, asking God the why question, mm-hmm. and then to see His sovereignty and His love, and to know that even. Even when things are difficult, God is good, mm. and that He hasn't left us, and He does have a plan for our future mm. and a hope. Mm. And so, I don't know. That's and, and that's, that's where think, I am. Yeah. So I mean, and for both of us, right? Like we can we can all dive into this. I don't want to keep picking on Miss Chris over here, but I, I think we we're, we're far too often making. Bible stories, fairy tales. Yes. Right? And the reality is when Christ was born, there was 400 years of silence, silence. and nothing and darkness. And 
sure, the people of God had returned back to their land and they had rebuilt the temple, but it wasn't anything like it was before. And so you can even argue that. Like, not only was there silence, but even before that, they'd come back to something that was destroyed. Lost the grandeur. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the lowest of lows. And so when you, when you read Galatians 4, like, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth the Son. Like, it was the perfect timing. But you could almost argue, in, in, and I know, Xander, you've been really leading through course seminars in the redemptive arc of history. But but that's potentially some of the darkest night of redemptive history that, that we see, which would make sense. I think that's that was intentional. That way the, the light shined the brightest. Um, is that kind of where you're getting at with, yeah. the, with the hope thing? Yeah, and I've... Oh, hope thing. You know, that little thing yes, that little thing called hope. Um, and I've been I've been studying too. Um, I've I've got a little short part in a ladies' event this coming weekend um, at a at a nearby church. And one of the things I've been working through is they ask somebody ask you to come and talk about Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what do you talk about? Mm-hmm. So I've I, I don't know how you guys write a sermon every week, but clearly. You do it well, but I have struggled with even to talk for 20 minutes. Mm. What what do you talk about? And so I, I think that my direction is going um, to talk about Ruth, the mm. book of Ruth, and um, through, the, through the darkness mm-hmm. and the struggles, God sends hope. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, with the book of Ruth be a, be a book, be a story if there wasn't death and no. darkness. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's something that we, and again, Chris has alluded to it, this is right down my alley of dissertation, but uh, we we stink at understanding the purpose of lamenting, of darkness, of despair. Uh, as, as Americanized Christians, we are allergic to the notion that Anything bad would happen, right? And and even even in the Book of Ruth, they're they're running at the very very beginning. They're running away hmm. from something that is uncomfortable, thinking they're running into something better. Yeah. When in fact, if they had just stayed and lamented the sin and the whatever instead of trying to escape it, yeah. Um. They, they ran into something much worse. Hmm. I mean, I, th- I think there's your lesson right there. So that, That's pretty good. Yeah. That's so that's, pretty good. that's kind of where I'm headed, but who knows? This may be another cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, I'm going to pick on you for a second. Go ahead. Because you and Mariah have, as newlyweds, have, have grown into some really healthy disciplines that – by God's grace, will last a really long time. Um, what, we certainly hope. What have y'all done? I mean, this is your first Christmas together. What are some of the disciplines that have helped you guys prepare for um, the first season of Advent, your first Christmas? You've you've alluded to a few times family over not just this episode, but in general, right? Family worship. I mean, what what does all that look like for you guys as you're preparing your hearts for not your first Christmas with presents, but as we get to celebrate the advent, the arrival of our Savior. Mm. So, 
we do try to make family worship an aspect that exists outside of just Advent. So Advent is just the material that we have currently. Um, it's We're learning quickly that it has to be somewhat modular, and we have to be willing to um, bend and be flexible. Because yeah. uh, there are a lot of mornings where, um, shock of shocks, <laughs> you're tired. You don't feel like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, where you, you don't feel like you want to do it. Or, um, and this will shock the world, but sometimes you're not, you know, just madly in love with the person across the kitchen table. Cause yeah, nope, I, not me. never happened. Nope. Um, or I, I shouldn't say it that way. That's a poor way to phrase it. You're still madly in love with them, but you're frustrated cause you were supposed to do X, Y, Z or they got onto you cause you didn't do X, Y, Z and you know, they're right. And you just don't like being called out mm. at 7am. Nope, not me. Um, <laughs> never happened <laughs> never, once. Never. Hey, Xander, did you make coffee? And then I said, yes. I don't know why I said yes. I didn't make the coffee. She walks in the room. There's no coffee. Maybe that is on me. <laughs> yep, that's on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. Buy um, a coffee pot that's programmable. Yes. We They're have saved. One. You know who's but supposed to uh, turn it on? To, someone has to make the coffee at night then. <laughs> and you know who's supposed to do that? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's <laughs> right me. here. <laughs> it's me. Um, so that is all to say, um, we are also down to one car, um, which has been an odd blessing Mm -hmm. that we have to be on top of each other more to be better at our schedules and make sure that we're planning our days as best as we can. Cause either I have to drop her off at work. She has to drop me off a, a myriad of different things. Um, so what it does for Advent or for those types of things, like a lot of times it's in the car on the way. So whoever's driving, the other yeah. person's reading. So yeah. if you go like, I really don't want to read, okay, that means you, you have to drive. drive. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's really helpful. It yeah, is it helpful. helpful. Um, and I don't like doing it in the car because I have my own understanding of how I like my morning's routine, right? I want to listen to, uh, typically it's Al Mohler because mm. uh, it's like the perfect amount of distance. It's about a 15-minute drive. It's a 30-minute podcast. By the way, Shameless Plug Church, if you don't listen to the briefing by Al Mohler, um, I would encourage it. I've been talking to our course seminar about that. It's uh, it's political, so know that. Uh, It's about the world through a a Christian worldview looking at all the things that are political. So um, I find it helpful. So I don't get to do things that I want to do Hmm. because Mariah says, we need to do Advent together. Hmm. Um, And I say, you are right. We both want to do this. Um, so that means you got to wake up earlier. You have to actually plan your day and, dare I say, be intentional mm. with getting it done. Um, and then you've said this a number of times, even uh, from the pulpit, uh, discipline in one area bleeds into other areas. Um, we're noticing the more disciplined we are with doing um, Advent properly, doing family worship together, the more disciplined we become with What's going on with the rest of the week? What do I need to be prepared for? And then we're showing up prepared for every encounter. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been really helpful. And I'm not going to say every moment's been fantastic. And we've missed days. And um, that's where one person typically has to be the one to be more frustrated. And the other one has to be the one calling for grace. And then it will flip. Um, And that's just encouraging. Yeah. In some way. So uh, I think we're almost out of time. Is that right? We are we are close. Okay, so let, let's let's end this way. Um, what would you say if you had one prayer for the people of Redeemer for this season? 
the Advent season, the Christmas season, what would you say your prayer has been slash is slash will be? And it could be focusing on your different ministry areas respectively. It could be for the whole church. But but what what would you say would be your one prayer? I think my prayer would be for all of us to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and And actually, my mom has told me this twice in the last week that um, when she was here having a conversation, asking somebody about their parents, and they said, well, they're just really busy. And uh, Mama said, well, I think we should all slow down. And this was a, is a Josh Wetzel quote, and mm. Mama has quoted it to me twice this week. So it really impacted her. Mm. He said, yes, I think we need to have more people who are doing one thing A-plus Instead of fifty things C minus, and so I think I I think that just slow down, Mm. and why why are we doing what we're doing? So that's a good quote. Mm. That's why he's an elder now. Thanks, Josh, for that. Yeah, elder elder Josh, elder Josh, elder Josh. (laughs) Dr. Elder Josh. Which, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if you had a quote that impacted Miss Bertheline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when she. You're said, on another level. He said it to her. She said it to me twice. I'm thinking, I need to listen to that. Yeah. And that's so counterculture to everything we know. Yeah. Xanderberger. Mm. Slow down. I definitely agree with the, the sentiment of the intentionality behind everything you do, do what's important. Um, that was where I was originally leaning, but I had a couple of ideas in the air, so I'll, I'll pick a different one. Um, and I will say, um, I can't really come up with one that I appreciate as much as I do just to stop. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to skip dinner, skip dinner. If you had to skip breakfast, skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, but just spend, uh, you quoted Josh Wetzel, so I'll quote uh, someone who is um, probably nowhere near as astute. Uh, but Jerry Seinfeld, in a <laughs> in a long-form interview, uh, once said everyone talks about wanting to spend like perfect, like good time with their kids. And he said, I want garbage time. Mm-hmm. When you catch them eating cereal at 2 a.m. where they're supposed to be asleep because it's a school night. Um but take those opportunities, and I'm, that's not parenting advice to like eat a bowl of cereal at two a.m. with your kid when they should be asleep. Um, but in that mentality of when you see opportunities to just dig into this season with your family, mm-hmm. take those opportunities. Um, our, our kids get out of school next week, and I'm so excited about it. Yeah, just take those moments to stop and count what really matters, and make make some memories. Don't make moments. Don't look for moments. Make memories. Yeah. I think I think mine would be especially as we're looking at the um, you know the four the four different prophecies of Christ and I should probably quit doing that. Uh, sorry, I was slinging the <laughs> microphone back and forth. I'm a fidgeter. If you haven't met me, um, is that we would quit living as if Christ has not already come? Like he he is already in this present moment, the Prince of Peace 
mighty God, everlasting Father, wonderful Counselor. We don't have to. We're not looking forward to Him coming to do that for us one day. He right. already is now. Right. And in all the pastoral meetings and counseling and praying for people, the majority of the issues we're facing is we're living as if we have to be our own wonderful counselor. We have to be our own Prince of Peace, and just completely forgetting the gospel and all of those opportunities that Christ has already done that. He's already purchased that. Um, and, and letting that be the motiv- motivator and benefactor of us slowing down. I mean, that is the reason we can slow down yeah. is all that's already done. It's finished. Let your striving cease. Yeah, let your striving cease. That's a good way to say it. And and from that, like, let's, let's not just slow down for slowing down's sake. Right. Mm. But if Christ came died and like you said and it is finished Mm -hmm. then we can rest and we can rest in that finished work and so i I think we're all saying the same thing just coming at it from different angles yeah is man let us i just don't want us to miss this season and miss the importance of it and not just for christmas sake but um for our year for our life for our parenting for our marriage for all of it just remember if if he actually came and lived the perfect sinless life died on the cross, raised on the third day, then I mean, it should shape us every moment of every day. This, this, this is another quote that I read this week. It was talking about Psalm 4, 7, and it says, You have put more joy in my heart than, when, than they have when their grain and wine abound. Hmm. And he says, A heart that rests secure in God is best positioned to enjoy family events, even difficult ones, to sing loudly, to delight in the gifts others receive, and to savor homemade cookies fresh out of the oven. The Lord has put more joy in our hearts than they have when the grain and wine abound. Mm. So. I can't think of a better way to end. Rest secure. Mm. Sounds good. Love you guys. Y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening to New Day Podcast. The song is Fire on the Ridge by St. Howard. With what you have just heard, go and be faithful.